I'm Jeff Fischel. Welcome to Legends and Legacies, brought to you by Duke's Mayonnaise. Duke's, it's got twang. I hope you enjoyed the first two episodes of our series on C.J. Spiller and his long-term impact on the Clemson football program. Thank you so much for listening. We're excited to continue to bring you these stories from the ACC, and we have a lot more coming. If you've liked what you've heard so far, please subscribe and leave a review of the show in the podcast platform you're listening on right now. Also, please share the show with friends and fans. When we were doing interviews for the C.J. Spiller story, we got to a point where we were chatting with Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney about recruiting CJ. And well, if you know anything about Dabo, you know he can spin a yarn. We felt like the conversation we had with him was worth sharing on its own. When you listen to this conversation, pay close attention to how little, well, how little I contributed to it. There's just some great stuff here from Dabo. He's one of those rare figures in sports. Ask him the right question at the right time. It becomes an unforgettable fable. We hope you enjoy it, and without further ado, here's Coach Sweeney. Coach, it's Jeff Fischel. Yeah, man. <laughs> Long time no say. I know, I know. Uh, anytime the ACC decides they want to try something new and digital, uh, somehow I get brought back into it. So uh, it's it's a fun time to be working with them again. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we'll kick this off. Between talking to CJ, talking to Tommy, I know your time as a recruiter is limited. How did you decide it was worth your time to go after a five-star running back growing up near Gainesville, close to his mom, with Florida and Florida State going after him hard? Well, I mean, it was my responsibility. It was my area. And, uh, you know, I always took pride in knowing my area. And I always recruited a lot of guys. I mean, there was – there were some years, uh, I mean, early on in Alabama, I was calling 60 guys a week, you know, and uh, I just would always carry a ton of guys. And, you know, the recruiting was different back in those days when I was at Alabama in that guys didn't make decisions till January. So you didn't know. And so, you know, I would keep a lot of guys and because uh, you never really knew how it was going to play out. And you literally, guys would come in in January and decide if they're coming. Now recruiting so different. And even when CJ was coming out, you know, nobody really made decisions until their senior year. I actually prefer that because I think it's a developmental game and, and kids stay focused on their high school process. And so, I, you know, I'd, I'd been in Alabama for 13 years. So, you know, and I had been recruiting there for eight. And my mindset was you go recruit the best players. I didn't – when I came to Clemson in February of 03, I mean, I didn't come here to to with any different mindset of – I mean, I just came here like with the same – thought process that I had at Alabama I thought Clemson was a great place and you know I was excited to get back out on the road I'd been out of coaching two years and I was excited to get back out on the road and start recruiting and wearing that tiger paw and I couldn't wait to go tell everybody about Clemson and coach Bowden and our program and we're going to build something special here I was so fired up and so really kind of spring of 04 is when I really kind of got to know my area a little bit but I had the Jacksonville area and Union County and Lake Butler, you know, all the way down to Tallahassee, all down the T- I-10 corridor. So, you know, that spring, of course, you you know, you're, you're doing all your work all the time. You, you know, it was very different. You didn't have the digital stuff. And, I mean, you'd literally like, get, like, tapes. You know, I had boxes of VCR and DVDs. The DVDs were a big deal. and We had a whole room where we would file the DVDs. And, you know, we always had the tape. We could go to it. We had years of tape. And, and uh, I remember the first time I, so I'm, I'm getting ready to go out on the road and I've always would put this book together and 
I would have every state and all my areas and all the information I could compile. You know, it would just take hours to compile all these names. And, you know, we, we would subscribe to all these different companies that would, they would also do a lot of the due diligence and legwork. So I was always cross-checking and trying to figure out, okay, because you have limited time. You have some time and a little bit of time in January to maybe start on next year. But mostly when you go out in the spring is when you would really evaluate that upcoming senior class and start making some decisions. And, and so I had seen some tape on Spiller, and I just remember watching him, and I was like, this, this might be the best running back I've ever seen in, in high school football. I just couldn't believe it. And to put it in perspective, you know, Travis Etienne in today's world is – he's so explosive. You know, when you think of Travis Etienne, he's got – I think he's got nine or ten plays, maybe 11 of 50 yards or more. All right, C.J. Spiller had like 21, okay? I mean, and so take that and put it at the high school level. He was so fast, so explosive, and I just remember watching the tape, and I couldn't wait till the rules allowed me to start calling him. But I remember going down and to his high school, and I had actually coached Andrew Zhao at Alabama, and he was from that high school. So I knew a little bit about the area, but I'd never been there. And Buddy Nobles was the coach, and, you know, I'd met Buddy uh, a couple times when he had, he had come up with Coach Pruitt to – to work at our clinic at Alabama. So I had a little bit of working knowledge. And so I just bust up in there like everybody else. And, you know, I want to talk to Buddy about CJ. And I didn't think anything less of myself or less of Clemson. Maybe I guess sometimes ignorance is bliss, I guess, you know. I mean, I just thought I could go recruit anybody. And anyway, we start that process. And I remember when I first time I could call him. And we had a great conversation, and, and uh, he didn't know much about Clemson, but we, we, just, we just hit it off. You know, we literally just hit it off. And I guess I recruited him in a very different way than maybe some of the other people. And, but one of the things that struck me with him early was he was very sincere and uh, very respectful, but he, he was just very wise beyond his years. And I could sense a level of maturity, and I could sense a level of focus and drive that not every – 17 year old has just yet and he just wasn't caught up in the, the whole recruiting thing and he was recruited from coast to coast by everybody but I also remember our very first back in those days we would we would get together and it was old school so we'd open up the board and I was so excited to come off the road at the end of May and, and when you come off the road you'd build the board of who you saw in your areas and each coach would get their chance to present their guys and you would you know, you're sitting there like selling your guys from your area and and uh, everybody go around the room and you have opposition, like the receivers, and we'd have them all labeled. There'd be printout, like computer printout labels and on magnets, and it was all on this board. You'd just have names. I mean, it was just like gobs of names. And uh, and some coaches would put guys up there knowing they got no chance, but, you know, they needed to have some people from their area or something. But I remember when we got there, I, I, I get to C.J. Spiller, and I'm like, I'm like, guys, I'm just telling y'all, this is the best running back. I, I don't know who all these other guys are on the board up here, but I'm telling y'all, that guy there, he's the best running back I've seen. And uh, so I'm going and, and it, I got some, I got some, you know, some of those uh, in the room, you know, it was like, and I didn't really understand it. It was like, and finally it's like, look, we're not going to get that guy. Let's focus on who we got a chance to get. And I'm like, I mean, I was offended. I was like, what do you mean we're not going to get that guy? What are you talking about? He takes my call every week. You know, we, we communicate. If I'm missing, he calls me back. I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, we had this whole conversation about CJ. And, 
I was like, well, I'm just going to go find out. So we just started the process and, and then uh, lo and behold, he, he uh, ends up coming here, but it was amazing. It was an amazing experience uh, recruiting him. And, and there was a lot of backstory involved in recruiting him that a lot of people don't know that that's, you talk about some drama, man. I mean, there was some, there was some drama and a lot of things that I didn't know until after the fact. It's just, it's still amazing to me that he came and, and so, but we hit it off and then, you know, it's good. It's one thing to have a good relationship and all this and that, but he had never been here. And so in uh, December we were in bowl practice and I knew it was going to be my last visit there. You know, I went by the school and, and I'm going to go by and visit at the house and come back later and have, you know, just hang out. And so I was there all day. I go by the school and I actually, I just said, look, all I want is a visit. And I just felt like if I could get CJ Spiller to visit Clemson in January of 06, that, man, we're taking our program to a whole new level. And I, I pulled out a business card and I flipped over the business card and I wrote, I, with a blank, do hereby agree to visit Clemson in January of 06. And uh, he thought that was hilarious. And, and he, so he put CJ Spiller and then I had three of his teammates witness it. I still got my practice sitting on my desk right here. I've kept it all these years. And I said, I told him, I said, all right, well, that's all I need. I said, because I know you're a man of your word. So all I want is a visit. So you, you, you give me your word you're going to visit. And I'm just going to quit worrying about it. Because I knew I wasn't going to see him the rest of Christmas and all that. And then, but anyway, going home uh, late at night, it was about, it was after 10 o'clock. I broke down. I, I had a blowout on County Road 100 between Lake Butler and Lake City. In the middle of nowhere, dark, pitch black. Broke it down. All I got is a flip phone in those days. I'm in a rental trailblazer, brand new. And I get, I'm like, this is not happening. I mean, I mean, it's like nothing but trees, nothing but darkness. I have no cell service because it's about a 35 minute middle of nowhere between Lake City and Lake Butler. And so all I do is cold. I just start, I got a 7 a.m. staff meeting, got bowl practice the next day. And so I just start walking back toward Lake Butler. And I've just got my, my flip phone open. You know, just looking for a bar, you know, uh, you know, Jack the Ripper's looking at me in the woods. I mean, I just feel like a you know bear or something's going to come out and get me. And, and I'm just walking. I finally get a bar and my tire had exploded. I have no idea how to change the tire. I'm in a brand new rental trailblazer. I don't even know where the tire is. And it's so dark, I can't see. And uh, finally get a bar. I call CJ. I'm like, hey, man, I need him and his stepdad, Leon, I say, I need some help. Y'all are the only people I know, and I'm on the side of the road. And they knew right where I was. They're going, what? You broke down there? I'm like, yeah. And uh, so so then I turn and walk all the way back to the car. And I get in the car. I lock the doors. And I'm just sitting there. And it was forever. But they finally get there. And I'll never forget. They see the lights. And they pull up behind me. And if you could have seen the three of us trying to figure out how to change that tire, because it was, you know, it was back, you know how things are. Now I know how to do all that. But you had to, like, put it all together, fish it. You had to put it, like, through a hole, fish it through a hole, get it on a hook, crank a tire down below. I mean, it was it's crazy. You got to have a Ph.D. to do that stuff now. And, I mean, so, but we had, you know, when it was all said and done, I was like, well, I guess it's, you, you've saved me. It's just meant to be. Uh, and so, anyway, I get on back. And then he honors his commitment. And he almost didn't come. He almost backed out. He was tired. He was he had, he had been to Gainesville Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I said, look, CJ, you promised me you were coming. So he did. Came by himself. I picked him up. and So he flew from Gainesville after that visit on a Sunday to Atlanta. So I picked him up. 
We drove all the way up to Clemson, never been here. And uh, we had a great visit, great ride. He was here that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I was here with him, but, I, you know, typically I would be on the road recruiting Monday, Tuesday. So there was nobody here. But, you know, he and me, James Davis went to dinner with us. I remember that and got to meet Kath and, and of course, Coach Bowden. But, so on Tuesday he had to fly back and I had to hit the road recruiting. The GA who was going to take him to the airport was going to drop me off at the Clemson little airport because I'm getting on the school plane to go. I'm getting ready to get on the plane, and he stops me. He says, Coach, I had a great time. He said, he said, I'm about 99% this is, this is where I'm going to come to school. And I'm like, I mean, I am about to do cartwheels through this. I mean, I'm so excited. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. He said, I just think this is what I need. He said, I'm about 99%. And I said, well, look, I'm getting on this plane. I'm actually flying to Tallahassee. I was recruiting DeAndre McDaniel, other guys in Florida. And, and uh, his teammate, Kevin Alexander, was also committed to us. And, and I said, you know, I'm bringing Tommy in on Thursday, Coach Bowden. And I said, no, he can only come one time. I said, so if you really want to do this, you're going to have to tell him. I said, because we're only taking one back. And it was like three guys. And he goes, okay. So I'm so excited. I get there, so I pick up Tommy. We go to his house on Thursday. I'm thinking, you know, we're going to go in. His mom's always great to me and been been around her a few times. And But I think it's just like she was just being nice to me. She didn't think he was coming to Clemson. And, and so we get there, and I'm just thinking there's going to be this moment, like coming to Clemson, we're going to all be happy. And and it just never happened. And I'm like, I mean, something's not right. And, and I don't know how we got on the conversation, but we got on the conversation something about Something about one of his trophies. I don't know if it was Mr. Football or whatever it was. It was something with his trophy. He goes, yeah, let me show it to you. So we walk back into his room. And we get back there to his room, and he showed me his trophy or whatever. And I, and I kind of leaned over. And I said, hey, man, you're making me look bad here. I got the head man. I mean, has anything changed in two days? He goes, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good, coach. He said, I just – I don't want my mom to know. And I'm like, you don't want your mom to know? And he goes, yeah, I want to be a surprise. And I'm like, I, I couldn't process that at the time. I'm like. Okay. I said, well, look, he can't come back. So you're going to have to tell him. I mean, and this is like down, this is like the last week here. And, and uh, so sure enough, we're walking out and he, he kind of eases over to him and, and uh, he's like, Hey coach, I'm, I'm coming to Clemson. And of course, Tommy, he's ecstatic. He's all fired up. And he goes, now, you know, you tell me, can I count him? He goes, yes, sir. He said, I'm coming to Clemson. So we're all excited. We're fired up. We're just pumped up. Of course, we get in the car and we call Burton Burns, my running, our, his running back coach. He and I were colleagues together. And uh, we're so excited to tell him, hey, C.J. Spiller just told us he's coming, but he can't. He don't want anybody to know. He's going to keep it private. He's blah, 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 blah. And Burton Burns just went off. He just starts yelling. He's yelling at me and Coach Bowden. Have y'all lost your mind? He ain't coming there. What do you, hey, what do you mean he's going – are y'all crazy? Hey. You know, he loves CJ, but he just he just couldn't wrap his mind around. And I, but I'm like, I'm well, he just told you the kid, the kid wouldn't lie to him. He just told Coach Bowden. But uh Burton had a kid down in Mississippi. And so we sat on it for a day or so, and then all of a sudden, the kid in Mississippi decides he wants to commit to Clemson. And Burton calls Coach Bowden to tell him, hey, this kid wants to commit. It's another great player. He said, look, I'm taking him. He said, we're, we're not turning this coach. We can't turn. I got to have a running back. I can't turn this guy down and, and blah, 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 blah. And he's, he wanted him to fly down there and, like, be in the area when he was going to announce and all this stuff. And so Tommy Bowden calls me. He goes, hey, uh, this player, you know, I, I won't say his name. I, I, you know, he ended up going to Alabama, by the way, this player. He was really good. 
but he he said such and such is is real wanting to commit and he's like what do you, what do you think and i'm like and i said well i mean coach i said look i mean all i can do is take cj at his word i said but you know you're the head coach and you know i mean i understand i get it you know there's a lot i mean we still got we got he's got to go to florida state this weekend and i mean everything was it's been good he's telling me the same thing but he goes Oh my gosh, you know, he coached bow and he's like, you know, he didn't know what to do. I said, and I finally I said, Well, I'll tell you what. I said, how about this? I said, CJ is a great kid. I said, how about I call him? I said, let me call him and give him an out. Let me call him and tell him what's going on. And hey, listen, CJ, we have to have a back and we're only taking one, and you're the guy, but we have this great play. And he knew who this player was. I said, and he wants to commit. And he wants Coach Burns to come down there. He wants Coach Bowden to fly down. And Coach Bowden, I just hung up the phone with Coach Bowden. And listen, we we believe you. We don't have any, but I just, is there anything that's changed over the week? Is there anything, you know, because if we turn him down, we're not getting him back. And I just want to know if we need to send that plane to Mississippi. And CJ kind of paused for a minute. And he said, tell Coach Bowden, he don't need to send that plane to Mississippi. He said, I, I'm, I'm the running back. And I said, are you sure? And I, he go, he said, you don't need to send that plane to Mississippi. I said, okay. So I called Coach Bowden. Coach Bowden's like, oh, my God, what would he say? What would he say? You know, and I'm like, I said, I said, Coach, he said, you don't need to send that plane to Mississippi. And Coach Bowden's like, oh, my God. You know, he's like, you know, so now he's got a decision to make. And, uh, and I said, and he's like, what do you think? And I said, well, Coach. I said, I, all I know, I, we have to have a back. And this is a great back. And I was like, but all I can tell you is I trust the kid. And I, I, I said, I just don't think he would lie to us, especially, I mean, I've given him an opportunity to get out of it. And I said, I just, I trust him. But, hey, you, you've got to make the decision. And he, he pondered on it. He pondered on it. And, pondered, and, and finally he says, I'm going to believe him. I'm going to believe him. So, now he's like, oh, my God, now I got to call Burton Burns back. And I got to, you know, and so he calls Burton back to tell him, hey, look, you're going to have to tell the kid we don't have a spot. We've already taken a commitment and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, Bert, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever been yelled at as bad when Burton Burns is calling me. He's going off. Y'all y'all lost your mind. C.J. Spiller's not coming to Clemson, blah, 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 blah. And because, and, uh, I mean, he's hot because he's – he literally had to turn down this phenomenal player. And so the kid ends up going to Alabama. And funny thing, a couple of years later, Burton goes to Alabama, ended up coaching him anyway. But then he goes to Florida State for that last weekend, that last visit, and CJ goes dark on me. I can't get in touch with him. I can't, I don't know what's going on. I mean, he's, you know, Coach Bowden's calling me. Have you heard from him? And he's like, he's like, he's at daddy's house. They're having a barbecue. That ain't good. That ain't good. You know, and, and I mean, I'm going, and I've just kept going back to our relationship and like, he wouldn't lie to me. You know, I just know he wouldn't. I couldn't get it. Finally, it was late Sunday night. He finally called and I'm like, and I could tell he was shook up and worn out and he had been in Florida State all weekend. And he was, I'm like, hey man, everything good? You know, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, everything's good, coach. I'm just tired, you know. And then all of a sudden, he, so I talked to him like one time Monday and then he went dark again. Like gone, like dark. The next thing I know, you know, I'm getting calls from Tommy and Coach Bobby Bowden's calling Tommy, and he's telling Tommy, 
Yeah, Tommy, I think y'all are out of it. Uh, I think it's Florida and us. Um, but I, I'm, I'm a little worried about the Gators down there. And, 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 uh, and, and Tommy's like, no, I heard y'all are out of it. We're in. And, and, and you know, it was, kind of, it was kind of comical listening to the conversation that's going between Bobby Bowden and Tommy Bowden. And, and then he's like, hey, I, I heard they send Tim Tebow and some of the Florida players to go pick him up and ride him around and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm going, oh, my God, now Tebow's involved. I'm, I'm freaking out. And I didn't hear from him. And, and so then we wake up Wednesday morning. And just like this, we're sitting in our office with a computer screen. That's all we have. And there must have been a hundred and something people down the hallway. I'll never forget it. And I mean, I, I was about to vomit uh, because we have no back. If he doesn't come. You know, Burton's mad as a hornet. You know, and I mean, if he doesn't come, like this is going to be awful. And I couldn't get in touch with him. But I, I finally just told myself, I said, you know what? He is an amazing kid. I kept coming back to that. I said, I know he would not lie to me. I said, but if he had some type of change of heart, he would have called me and told me, coach, I can't do it. He would have done that. I know we have a good enough relationship. He would have called. So that gave me a little bit of peace. But then he started the press conference. And I mean, there's thousands of people there. And he gets up there. and You could have heard a pin drop. And he, on the way to the podium, he writes on a napkin, hands it to his mom. He had written Clemson as he's walking up. And that's when she found out. That's a whole other story. Uh, but but uh, but anyway, he gets up there and he says, "I'm going to Clemson." And I mean, you—it was an earthquake in Clemson. But it, you could have heard a pin drop because half of them wanted to go to Florida State, half wanted to go to Florida, and we were just not even in it. And he was just being nice to us. But that right there was the first change to this program. I mean, we're not here today without. I'm not here today without CJ Spiller. That's for sure. You know, he was the first one to really believe, to believe in me, to believe in Clemson. And it was amazing, you know. And, and then he came here. And then, you know, they tried to recruit him out of here after his freshman year. He almost left again. And, you know, he ended up staying again. And, you know, and then I get the job as an interim in 08. And he could have left and gone pro. And I thought he was going pro. We went into the pre- – when, when he left my office, he was, had tears in his eyes. This was, this was January of 09. I'd just gotten the job full-time. You know, we just said we were talking. He wiped his tears away, and he said, okay, I'm ready. And we, we get up, and I'll never forget, I see Tim Bure, and Tim Bure's looking at me. He's got a room full of people. We're late coming in the press thing, and the whole place is packed. And he looks at me, and I went, you know, I thought he was leaving. So I go into the back of the room, and he gets up there. I mean, it was amazing. And he says – I'm coming back to Clemson. And here's why. You know, he wanted to graduate. He wanted to he wanted to be a top 10 pick. And he wanted to lead us to a championship. And uh, and he did all those things. He led us to our first division title. And even though we didn't win that ACC championship down there in Tampa in 09, ironically, it was the only time it was in that stadium in Tampa in 09. He was the MVP of the game. And we lost. It was the most unbelievable performance I've ever seen. And, and the crazy thing about it, I just remember being so disappointed. Seven years later, we won a national championship in the same stadium. And, uh, you know, and so uh, that, that to me just is how God works and how, how, how it all, you know, comes together and timing of things. But just been an amazing uh, relationship for a long, long time. And, and uh, we've been really close for forever. And he always came back here in the offseason. And, uh, 
But I, I, I give him a lot of credit, man, because he took a leap of faith and he came here for the right reasons. You know, we've had some unbelievable conversations from his perspective as well over the years. And, and now he's 33 and he just joined my staff as a, as a grad assistant and wants to, wants to now get into, into coaching and can't wait for him to start that journey off and, and uh, see where that goes. But he's a unique young man. He's on the board of trustees at our, of our, for IPTE. He got a standing ovation at graduation from the entire board. I mean, everybody, the whole place. To my knowledge, that's the only time that's happened. You know, but his impact and his legacy is just unbelievable. And uh, graduated in three and a half years. He's just always been about the right things. I mean, he'll, he'll, whenever he's eligible, his name will be on that stadium. You can best believe that. I mean, just look at him like a son. And, and uh, it's, been, it's been awesome to, to see him, uh, you know, now come back and, and be able to experience some of these things that he really, truly helped build. So you mentioned him slipping the piece of paper to his mom on the day he, he announced he's coming to Clemson. Then he surprised his mom again when he said he was coming back for his senior year. Would you give that advice to anyone? Like, don't surprise your mom twice, right? Oh, like my that. gosh. Yes. I mean, it was and, – and I didn't know the dynamics there because his mom was always great to me. Uh, I never had any issues. But when it – I figured it out that night because – she calls. She's not happy. She's fighting. She is irate. And, you know, like Kath called her, congratulated her. She was not happy. In fact, Kath was kind of crying when I got home. She's like, I talked to CJ's mom. She's not happy. I was like, I know. I've been, you know, and I didn't know any of that. But that's why he didn't want her to know because he did not want to deal with the pressure and just, he knew what he wanted to do. And uh, he, like I said, he was just really wise beyond his years. He's he's very very focused, and he just has an unbelievably strong faith. And he he wanted to make his decision. And he said he said this is a business decision for me. If I make this decision as a fan, then he's going to Florida State. If he makes it for his mom, he's going to Florida. But if he makes it in his mind the best place for him to to build a legacy and have the opportunity to, to do something unique and different. He says, I'm going to Clemson. And that was, it was, and I didn't know that until after the fact we talked about, well, you know, really why, but his mom was not happy. And then I remember she came up that spring for the spring game. She was still not happy. She was very, she was pouting. She was this and that. And CJ's like, ah, coach, don't worry. She'll come around. You know, you know, he, like I said, he was very mature and, Loved his mom, loves his mom to death, but he was like, look, she'll come around. Well, then we go through the freshman year, and he has a great year, and then and all of a sudden we – you know, he got like three touches in the bowl game. I mean, just something ridiculous. Literally, his mom is calling, and, and I mean, so from that point on, I'm out. Now, I, I, we had some dead time because we played in an early bowl, and so I'm in San Antonio at the coach's clinic, and um, Coach Bowden's calling me. He's like, hey, look. You talk to CJ? I'm like, no, what's going on? Well, the word is he's leaving. I'm going, what? So I call CJ. He's like, yeah, coach. He said, look, I'm on the way back to Clemson to probably get my stuff. He said, I had made my full decision. He said, but I'm really thinking about, you know, just coming on back home. And I'm like, CJ. So I, I'm like, look, I'm on a plane. I literally got on a plane. Flew, I had just gotten to San Antonio. Flew back, met him there. 
we went and rode around and just talked and, and, you know, he consulted with his family, you know, his, his pastor and, and a couple of his close friends. And, you know, he kind of got refocused and he was like, he's like, you know what? He said, I, I, you're right. He said, I came because he was going to sit out a year, you know, and I'm like, CJ, you don't, man, it's going to get better. And uh, so he, he ends up, he stays. Well, his mom wasn't happy then, but he stays. So, so then he goes on and he, and he does well. And, and you know, and then it, I become the interim in 08. And man, I, soon as I, soon as I, I got the job, I said, okay, all right, I'm creating a touch chart and y'all keep me. I want to know how many, this guy's going to touch the ball every time, any way you can think about it. Pump turn, kick turn. We're throwing it to him. I'm handing it to him. And man, I rode him like a, like a mule, uh, that, that second half of the 08 season. And, and he was awesome. And uh, then I get the, so then I get the job, and he's got another decision. And same thing, you know, his mom, she's yelling at me, you know, he, he, she wanted him to leave, and and so we had kind of a love hate relationship there for a while. And uh, and I, I told her, I said, Patricia, listen, I'm not making this decision. I'm just supporting your son in whatever he wants to do. And so you know, it comes down to that. So he he decides to stay, and uh, so. She wasn't real happy about that, but it all worked out. And and really, I, I'm just telling you, God honored that young man for his faith, for his belief, for his trust. He, I, I really believe that. I mean, God truly honored CJ for the way he just did everything, the way he handled himself, uh, his character, his integrity. And the crazy thing is, is me and Patricia became great friends. You know, a few years down the road, she sent me the, in fact, I saved it in my phone. She sent me the biggest, longest message. She's the biggest Clemson fan out there now. And at his wedding, she and I danced together and we sat together at the wedding uh, on the front row. So just amazing how, how things all work out in the end. And, you know, just a great family. You know, his daughter, I mean, you know, Shania, she's, she's grown up Clemson and yeah, you, you talk about them tigers in the wrong way to Miss Patricia down there right now. You she gonna she's gonna get after you. So just pretty cool to see everything kind of come full circle and see the type of man, you know, that CJ has grown into. And that's what Patricia uh, ultimately saw. Ultimately she saw why. Why he chose Clemson, wh- why uh we have the relationship that we have. And uh so it's pretty cool to to see, you know, it all play out. Absolutely. I'll hit you up with one more thing and then I'll let you go, Dabo. CJ was that first big player you got out of Florida and then Sammy came along a little bit later. Now the list is getting pretty long. What impact does that pipeline have on the Clemson program? Yeah, well, I think obviously there's a a lot of talent in Florida and we also got Jacoby Ford and uh, he and Jacoby became great friends and Jacoby wasn't as highly recruited, but they, he was, he turned out to be a great player, very successful. From Florida, uh, DeAndre McDaniel, but man, he he was, you know, just was not the norm for a kid like that to leave Florida and and to go, you know, not go to Miami or Florida, Florida State, and uh, so I think the fact that he was able to come here and have the type of success that he had, to graduate three and a half years to, to you know, really truly equip himself with just tools for life and had a great experience and and so forth that resonates, you know, I mean, every time he speaks of Clemson, every time he's, and, and like I said, now he's a board member. Uh, now he's coming back on the staff. He's, this is a place that, you know, you, you can be more than an all American on the football field. 
And I think that, uh, again, that resonates all over. And so it's it certainly uh, opened up some other uh, eyes in the state of Florida as we started building our program. And the next thing you know, you know, here comes Sammy Watkins, you know, guys like that that, uh, you know, really made huge impacts here in our program. Thank you for listening to this edition of Legends and Legacies, The Spiller Effect. Special thanks to our guests, C.J. Spiller, Dabo Sweeney, Don Munson, Tom Luganville, and Tammy Nobles. We're honored to tell C.J.'s story and appreciate everyone taking the time to join us. Legends and Legacies is a Raycom Sports production in conjunction with Two Waves Media. Editing and sound mixing is provided by Resonate Recordings. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a few friends or fellow fans. I'm your host, Jeff Fischel. Talk to you next time.